0: Hey everyone Hi, hello Welcome to another episode of Alice Hey
1: now.
0: Greg, what are you doing here? Hey, what do you mean? What? You? Where do you, you come from, Greg? <laughs> I came from the world of childish And I just want to make sure that your listeners know That you're just as wonderful on the on the other podcast you do what if they don't have kids? Don't need them. You don't need <laughs> them. A lot of our listeners actually tell us they don't have kids. We talk about sex. We talk about all sorts and... of dirty stuff, yeah. but also parenting stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, check out Childish, new episodes every Wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts. Everyone, hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Alison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here in my studio. Uh, I'm back in my studio. Uh, that orgasmic moan. Uh,
2: was that what that was?
0: It sounds like you're in a shampoo commercial.
2: It's the Calgon, take me away, sigh.
0: Oh, I see. I was thinking. Anyway, Daniel is here too. It's me. Hi. We did it. We did. We have a babysitter today. We, we thoroughly <sighs> vetted the whole situation. Everyone is clean, I hope and think.
2: I mean, it's it, it school's out for summer, kids. It's time to party.
0: I said to Daniel earlier that I feel like I just got my license.
2: I mean, it really feels like let's go to the lake and... Throw our cares off, grab a couple six packs, and float in an inflatable donut all day.
0: I've never done anything at a lake. Like lakes have not been apart. For me, it's been
2: rivers, not lakes. Yeah, I
0: mean, what river? I never, I've never gone to a river either. I'm not really a water person. I want to be. Mm. In theory, I am. Wait, what? Well, I mean, like... You're
2: not even in theory. Here's the
0: thing. If Uh, I go to a restaurant that has a view of the ocean, you can bet I want a table that has a view. Hence, I appreciate
2: the water. Have you ever been like, I want a view of the lake?
0: Like I said, I've not spent any time on... Okay. I went to Lake George when I was 12 because my dad... I feel like all the Rosen family vacations... And I'm talking about family of origin, not how you and I are referred to as the Rosen family because I make the reservations, and so they just call you Mr. Rosen. Mr. All the Rosen family vacations were nostalgia trips for my dad, and then now the Quants family vacations are sometimes nostalgia trips for me. I'm sorry that I've carried that in forward. I noticed
2: that early on, yes, but that's okay.
0: Like we, so my dad used to summer on Lake George. And so when I was 12, we went to Lake George. And I tried to water ski, and I could not get up. Similar to when I tried to snowboard, and I couldn't really do it either. Um, but I have no affection for that lake. And then I've also been to Lake Arrowhead. Not a lot of affection. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. What rivers have you spent time on? I don't think I've ever spent time at a river.
2: Um, I don't know. There were rivers in Arizona. There was one river. I, I forget what it was called. It was the Snake River or the... Salt River, I can't remember what it was called, but there's a The one...
0: name is probably not important cuz I'm not going to go there.
2: Well, people in Arizona would know it because it's uh I I think that it was like east of Phoenix and uh you, w- people would go up there and then you'd get a bunch of inner tubes. And you'd like, you know, lash them together and maybe you'd have one inner tube for a cooler and then you'd mm-hmm. just float down the river and it was lots of fun. It was a good day. Um Like
0: and With who were, did you do this? Just Whom?
2: Friends, just friends, We'd, like high school friends. And then, uh, and then there were like little river. Like there was a little river in the, um, oh it was a Sabino Canyon, and we would go up, and there was like a little side trail. There, there was a we could, we knew a spot off the trail that you could go, and the river pooled into a, a little beach, and it was like a hidden beach with a big Mm. huge rock that you could jump off of into the water and no one was ever there and uh some good times uh some good memories
0: did you do any making out
2: no but uh there were these two exchange students these two girls that were in our in our class and like right after graduation we all went there and they came with us and i think it was like oh wait but you know nothing were they
0: named like greta and sabine
2: Probably, but I I didn't have any designs on them because there was another girl that I was like obsessed with at the time. But um
0: was it? Can I say names? Uh, sure. Was it Carly?
2: Oh God, no! Car- was it Star? Star. It was Star. But Car no Carly was like sophomore year. I mean, she was she was like that wasn't really.
0: What year are we talking now?
2: Ninety two. Yeah, ninety two.
0: Which in w- what you were how old? <laughs> uh, no, the reason I'm asking, I this is... I graduated
2: from high school, so I don't know, seventeen, eighteen. I think I was oh, just okay. about to turn eighteen.
0: Because you see, you were like that was sophomore year. Well, no, as if wait, that was a world. Wait, wait, of-
2: are you asking about Carly? Carly was yeah. sophomore year. I don't know how old I was then. What was I? 15, no, no, that, that was. Oh my but, gosh! Like, clear about Carly. This is
0: why people tune in. No one cares about this.
2: But Carly, <laughs> Carly was a girl I liked. She's the one I liked, and then I. Um, uh, I Gamer, overheard her talking oh. about she wanted to do fencing classes at the Parks and Rec, <laughs> and so I was like, "Hey, I know I'll take fencing classes at the Parks and Rec with Carly, and then we'll have this thing we do together mm. after school, and then you know, she falls in love with me because right. she sees how great I am with with the saber."
0: Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And is that actually what it's called? I don't know.
2: Okay. Uh, no, it's a foil. I think it's called mm. anyway. Uh, so it's actually kind of fun fencing, but uh, I bought like – I think I bought like a cu- – you have to wear uh, a cup.
0: A cup, yeah.
2: Because, you know, obvious reasons. But I think I bought one that was too big. So I'm like – I think
0: I looked like
2: one of those like Henry VIII, you know, like, like a <laughs>
0: giant
2: codpiece, which is just ridiculous. And, uh, and so like after a few weeks, it was like, oh, it's going to be her birthday.
3: Mm.
2: So I was like – and this is how – I look back and it's like painful for me to look back at myself like how clueless, first of all, just clueless I was about girls, but also like how to like how what to do, you know, um, what's going on.
0: Oh, I'm smiling because I'm remembering. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't. Jay Inslee, listener Jay Inslee, mock up a book cover that was like Daniel's, uh, like, you know, lessons in the arts of seduction. Yeah, something like that. Because you told me that I wouldn't have been able to handle it if you had been flirting with me.
2: That was much later when I got my, my, I got, I got really good at it. The art of seduction.
0: (laughs) So I'm sorry. The gentle
2: art of seduction. (laughs) Sometimes not so gentle. (laughs) Um but when I was 15, 14, You hadn't
0: read that book that you I wrote.
2: Knew, all I knew was what I'd seen in movies and TV. And all I knew in movies and TV is you gotta make a grand gesture by mm-hmm. God. You gotta get out there and do something grand, and then she may not even like you.
0: But she will if she sees but she you will with the
2: when you make the grand the gesture. And I uh at the time was into like art. <laughs> I was a real art dork, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> so like I uh, got some of my mom's watercolor paper, and I cut it into a, like a, ca- a card size, and then I painted a rose on the front, and then I wrote a little, like kind of poetic thing about how pretty she was. I I this you, you listen you, to the rest of the story. I like it. Uh, her mom picked her up in the Aerostar van. <laughs> And right after, and I'm like, "Oh, Carly here!" And <laughs> like as she's like leaving fencing class, uh, and I handed her this card, and she said, "Oh, thanks." Grabbed it, shut the door, took off, and she never talked to me again for like two years. Like just avoided me in the halls, no acknowledgement mm. of the card I gave her. Uh, I was just, I was just mortified, and. Uh, Still, very embarrassing story. I'm telling to all, all you good people. Yeah, I
0: see how embarrassed you are, but it's not that embarrassing. Um, But I look
2: back, or I look at it now. This is the great thing about having kids, and I think if Elliot were to do that, I would not judge that act the way I judge it as myself doing it. Right. I would think, what a sweetheart! What an open-hearted. You know, because it's him and mm-hmm. I love him, but because it's me, I want to like drown myself in a shallow pool. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's like, ah, oh, why? Um, not not that I would have known what to do if Carly had said I want to be your girlfriend. Like I would have been completely overwhelmed with that as well. So it probably was a good i good thing ultimately. But
0: did you continue to go to fencing?
2: No, I quit immediately. She well, she actually I don't know. Maybe I did. I don't remember. It may have been the close to the end of the thing by that point. I don't know.
0: Like, did you try to catch her, make eye contact no. with her at all? Because you guys had, were friends, right?
2: Yeah, we we're casually friends. Okay. Uh, I think her avoiding me in class may have indicated to me that I should probably not go to fencing class. Like, I think I was pretty, I think I took it a lot harder than I should have taken mm-hmm. it just because it was like, you know, I mean, looking back, it's like, I understand now that she also was a child. You Did know? your friends know? No. And as a young girl, like, probably she didn't know what the fuck to do, like, with that. Like, right. that's a hell of a thing to give somebody, right? Like, uh, what am I supposed to do? You know, especially if she, she didn't like me that way. Um, heads up, kids. Movies lie to you about that. <laughs> if a girl doesn't like you, doing the grand gesture is only going to make things really awkward. Uh, they're not going to fall in love with you. And what did your mom think about this?
0: Because your mom is is a romantic.
2: Well, she's the one that's responsible for, for pro- in part, for creating this romantic brain of mine that was like, <laughs> Oh, my lady, <laughs> w- would Dorothy like a poem? Hmm? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> as though that's the world we live in, not the world we live in.
0: This lady doth liketh a poem.
2: Well, honey, I knew. You've
0: never written a poem for me.
2: I don't write poetry, though. It's not like I have these inner reserves of poetry that, okay. I, don't, that I hold back. I've made tons of cards for I
0: you. I know. And they're all amazing. But you're always sort of nervous after you give them to me. And you're like, are you sure you liked it? And I'm like, I'm not that. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not that Carly bitch. Sorry, Carly. It was pretty
2: formative, like, you know, stupidly. It shouldn't have been. But it it didn't
0: squash your card making.
2: No. Well, you've got to make
0: cards. It kind of did
2: for a long time. I mean, like, honestly, I don't think I got confidence again in being. I had to. this is I haven't really thought about this, but I think I think I had to like learn how to be confident in myself before I knew how to integrate that part of my I think romantic that was self.
0: Part of you that learning sense. the game Daniel's game of seduction.
2: <laughs> no, you know, really all it is is just, like learning to be comfortable enough with who I am uh and then know like how to read another person and how to know when it like like it's not that what I did was wrong. It's that I didn't know, I didn't know how to read, her like what she felt about mm-hmm. me and what was appropriate or how to build that.
0: And that how do sense. you read a person?
2: Well, I mean, uh, th- that you mean like how does a boy read whether a girl likes him or vice versa? Sure. Well because that's too I don't know how do you read a person? <laughs> like I don't know I don't know honey like you no, know, but what what I learned is like you learn what the what how a in my case, like how a girl or woman uh behaves when they like you
0: mm. yeah, see, this was I had a real blind spot over all of this stuff too, and I look back and I think the guys that I was super into were indicating that they were available for a hookup and that's about it. And so – and I didn't understand that if a guy likes you, likes you – I'm being very articulate – he acts in a completely different way. Yeah, Like the level, the interest that was being shown to me was nothing that I should have felt great about. Unless that's all I wanted, but that wasn't all I wanted. I was misinterpreting it and I thought it meant, oh, he likes me. In fact, here's a question I have. Hmm. Um, If a guy has a genuine interest in a girl, a man and a woman, guy, boy and girl, I don't know. I guess age does matter and I'm, I'm not being specific, but like... Uh, and by the way, I'm making this so uh, heteronormative. It really what a per- well. Well, I'm I talking about it, myself, so I, let's talk about heterosexual. Just, just real quick, in terms of like
2: generalized gender identities, yes. Uh, girls behave differently than boys, and so like the signals I would say that a girl gives to a boy are different than what a boy would give to a girl and I'm just talking about in the most general...
0: Here's a way I can make it more inclusive. The person who is pursuing and the one who is being pursued in in a situation where it's it's taking those roles, Uh, the one who is pursuing, if that person is genuinely wanting to potentially start up a relationship, will they attempt to hook up on the first date?
2: The one who's pursuing? Yeah. Oh, this is... I just think it's different depending on like
0: the okay. If a guy is genuinely interested in a in a gal, yeah. will he try to hook up with her the first night? Uh,
2: I I think guys are always looking to hook up. Like, so the so, fact
0: that he is looking to push it as far as it'll go doesn't mean that he's not interested in something real.
2: I think yes. Okay.
0: But, well, that's good to know because I, I thought maybe that was a tip-off in the past that like that alone should have sh- made me realize that they
2: weren't looking for anything real. I think the, the tip-off isn't what they – this is steering us in it. It's like generally if a guy is pursuing you and then he, you – I'm going to sound like one of these annoying like well, – men are for – this. Is, what is the men are not, from not Mars, not women are one. from there's Venus? The other one, the ga- what is it? The, the rules. The rules. No, the this game is going to sound like the rules, not the oh. hookup, not the pua thing, but the other thing. What's pua? Pick up oh, pickup
0: artists. artists. Um, the no, rules.
2: The, the rules. Yeah, like I'm going to sound a little bit like that, but there's some truth to that shit. So I'm sorry, but it's like if a guy is pursuing you and you don't let him, if you don't hook up. And they're still interested, then that's a good sign. If you, it, that they like you. <laughs> if, oh God, I, I don't even want to, I don't, I don't want even even to decide to talk about this shit. Like, it's so boring. We don't, me, yeah. And plus, but it, but it's like, we've
0: been out of the game for a while. Maybe everything's changed. Like, I,
2: I don't give a shit about that stuff. What's interesting to me, like, yeah, some guys are, some guys aren't. Things are different. Well, generally, guys, when they're interested in you, like, really like you, they will, um, make it known like yeah. guys I think generally this is so general but ge- guys generally will let you know they like you whereas in a in a sort of direct way or in a very direct way whereas girls women, women you know what I'm talking about the fem- the female of the species <laughs> I don't even know how to talk about I- this stuff but you know what I'm saying yes like they let they think they're letting you know. Yeah. But to the boy, it's very indirect. So the boy has to learn what those signals are. Cause it's not like I think in the mind of the girl, it's like, I'm being direct, I'm letting him know. I'm, right. You know, but it's like to the boy it misses all of these things because they're not the way that boys communicate. And so it's like, you know, to boys I would say. You know, it's when they're around you a lot and they're making themselves like, you know, they're maybe being touching you, you know, like your hand or like just being very like interested in you because <laughs> they're not really that interested in you. They don't think you're <laughs> that They really don't think you're that funny. You know what I mean? Uh so if there's a girl who's like around a lot and laughing at everything you're saying, chances are she likes you.
0: Well, so how did you know? And then let's move on because we've got a whole list of other stuff. Oh, yeah. Quabby. Pack show today. Quabby. There's been movement Don't on Kwabi. There's it's... been movement on Owen. Yeah. You're watching a show that is giving you nightmares.
2: No, it's not. But,
0: and other stuff. Uh, you let me down this week with the one task I asked you to do.
2: Okay, we'll get to it. Yeah,
0: you couldn't even.
2: I know we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll hash it out. But was there one another thought that you? Yeah, had?
0: but it left my head. Something about
2: the way that we signal to each other. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so with our relationship, I wasn't even sure. I felt like I didn't want to get into a relationship with you. I I really liked you. I felt drawn to you. I liked being around you. But I didn't think I wanted anything romantic. But you seemed... Let me back up. I've said it before, but something that I think allowed our relationship to proceed the way it did was I never felt responsible for your emotions. I felt like this guy is so... like. Because usually, if you if you get the it's sense, it's a, a real
2: rope a dope sitch. If
0: you get the sense, this
2: because now you're responsible.
0: <laughs> yeah, the irony, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm talking about the guy I fell in love with.
2: Mm-hmm. He's long gone.
0: <laughs> Is he not anywhere?
2: Uh, well, I think he's at the bottom of a lake. <laughs> sort of so, drowned him long ago.
0: Anyway, um. Mm. I had been been put off before from people because I felt like, I don't know how I feel about this person. I don't think I like them and I don't want to go out with them and then have to let them down, which maybe is presumptuous because... All they wanted, you know, all they wanted to do was go on a date with me. Well, I could have gone out with them and got and gotten to know them, but like that thing where you know ahead of time you don't like them as much as they like you. It's like that just sounds like an awkward situation where I'm going to be hurting someone right. or they're going to expect is Carly something of was me. Overwhelmed by yeah, and I don't want that. Whereas with you, I knew that you liked me, but and I didn't know how I felt, but I still felt like I had the room and the freedom to get to know you without any pressure or obligation. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying to my sister, like he's either the most confident person I've ever met or he's just really good at dating. So which was it?
2: (laughs) I mean, I don't know that I was, I don't know. Like I, I think it was just getting to a point where you are, um, boy, like, Ten years since that all mm-hmm. went down, um, but I, I, I don't know. I think that it's sort of cliche, but it's like you have to get comfortable enough with yourself that you don't need this right. thing, right? It's sort of like a negotiation. Like you, you only have leverage if you can walk away from the. Yeah, I never deal. felt like
0: you were trying to make something happen that wasn't like it. It seemed like. You were okay regardless. Were yeah. you really? Yeah.
2: I think wow. that um I had no expectations that anything would work out between us. Uh and I was comfortable enough with it. You know, I was like comfortable enough with myself that I was like, you know, hey, if it happens great. I think so my intentions were to get to know you and give you the space to get to know me give you opportunity to get to know me. And I guess I felt with you like pretty, pretty confident that you, (laughs) that we would get along. Let's put it that way. Like I, I I was already pretty sure that you and I would vibe because I just knew that from here listening to you. And so I, I didn't really have any doubt that that would happen. And I figured, well, at the very least we'll be friends. I pretty sure we'll be friends. Uh, So, you know, if anything else happens, great. I think generally that's the, if, you go, like, uh, if I were giving people advice, I'd say, like, boy or girl, whatever. Uh, go into your situation wanting to get to know the person. Like, put on a, a, a sort of try to adopt a mentality of, like, this person is a really interesting person, and I want to find out why. And I want to get to know them. I want to them. find out why I think that. Well, I want to find out <laughs> why they're so interesting. I don't know them yet. Right, like so. Uh, I really, I already like. There's a future where we all, we already vibe. We're already into each other. So, like, what is it that gets me there? Right, and so that that way you're interested in them, and that's what people like.
0: And what was it though that made you confident that I liked you back?
2: No, I, it wasn't that you did like me back. It's that you would like me back.
0: No, but I'm saying, but I feel like I've heard you say things like you, you could tell that I liked you, and I'm always like, how? Because I wasn't even sure.
2: Oh, 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 uh. think it was just the way you were reacting responding to me like you were you were like laughing at the things that you were amused by the things that i was saying enough and you were uh you were responsive
0: like on text and yeah like i think
2: i would say i'm no expert folks but it's like i think girls generally it's like you're either open or you're closed Mm. you're either you're either connecting or you're not connecting so you got to learn how to, how to know when a person's connecting. It's like, it's about eye contact. It's about those, you know, it's like it, you're a magnet. Are you attracting or are you not mm. attracting? Like is the person coming closer or are they they staying put, you know? Um, and that you got to kind of be open yourself enough to know whether that's happening or not. You have to, you know, you have to be cued in.
0: Yeah, there's this thing I reposted once. It was like, do yourself a favor and take mixed messages, mixed signals as a no. Yeah, like would have saved me so much time. Like
2: this thing where you go, like you want something so bad, you try to talk yourself into thinking that the person's really like you. Years of my life. That fucking if if you're having to, uh, like create some grand narrative to to explain why a person is being distant, like. Stop yourself. Yeah. People who like... If you, if if a person likes you, they aren't d- going to be distant.
0: Want to hear a call?
2: Yeah.
4: Hey, Allison. Long-time listener of the show. So, so happy that you're doing this one with Daniel because I miss him on Thursday. He's very funny. Oh. Um, anyway, uh, pandemic. What a time. Um, I, I'm still working because I work in healthcare, so that's been normal, um, actually kind of a saving grace to have a, a normal um, going to work thing. I don't see patients, so that's even better. Um, the thing that has really kind of thrown me for a loop has been um, my therapist boasting me. Um, as someone who has also partaken in the therapeutic arts, uh, I thought you might have some thoughts on that um, because uh, it sucks. Uh, we were together for two years. Uh, we were great. We were a great match. We clicked and then she sent out a en- mass email in the middle of March when all this shit hit the fan and said, I'm going to do a video uh, visit. Uh, email me if you want to get on my schedule. Be well. And I emailed her, and I never heard back. And I guess I've just been too hard to email again and be like, what the fuck? Anyway, um, your show has been so great in, again, normalcy and laughs and all the fun people that you have on it. So thank you for doing this. Um, My name's
2: Shannon. Bye. Ooh, I like the... I love this custom of saying your name again at the end of an initial... (laughs) Boy, if everybody did that for me, I'd be so much happier.
0: But like just in real life?
2: In just in real life, like you meet someone at a party and they yeah. go, "Hey, I'm John," you know, uh, and then they finish talking and you are like, "I'm John."
0: Right. I like, I've okay. be, I've been John. I've been
2: John. <laughs> it's me. I've been John. Now you can go because I always Yeah, I know. miss that first thing. I
0: think it's like for me, I think it's a social anxiety that like sets in the sec cuz I'm like when I'm asking what their name is, I'm like very much like I'm doing that thing where I'm asking what their name is, and then and I, I miss just it. yeah. I used to be so good with names too, not anymore.
2: I might start doing that anyway. When I I'm gonna start doing it, be like hi, I'm Daniel da 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 da. Daniel, <laughs> this has been Daniel. <laughs> this has
0: been Daniel. Again, I'm Daniel so again.
2: So I'm- the name's
0: Daniel.
2: I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, Shannon. See, yeah. I remember it. I know. Fucking brilliant.
0: Shannon, uh, I think that you should reach out to your therapist because unless there's yeah. more, uh, if it was just, unless there's more to the story, um, but if she sent out a mass email and you responded and then you never heard back, it's quite possible that who knows where that email went. Or if just you guys, it got
2: lost. I mean, if she sent it to all her patients, yeah. maybe she thought she responded and didn't. That's it, what it I'm saying. It could be totally innocent.
0: Um. It probably is. If you guys... Cl- it seems... It's a
2: therapist. It seems
0: untherapisty to just ghost you. They usually like to... They like yeah. to have a big breakup conversation. But also, like... I mean,
2: this is... that You're their
0: customer. Right. Like, th- this is money. You're trying to pay her. She's not going to, like, yeah.
2: want to cut that right. off. Just right, right. Just from a practical thing, that doesn't make sense.
0: And I also... I totally hear what you're saying about being too hurt to say what the fuck. But for the first time... In all my therapeutic art years, I am actually doing the thing where if there's something that I don't want to say to my therapist or I just use it as a Petri dish and I'm like, I'm practicing saying how things make me feel. And so I'll just like blurt something out to her like, I just have to let you know I feel this way about this thing. Um, And she's like, I'm so glad you told me. And then we work it out. And then I feel so much better. So I think... I, I get like not wanting to have a whole thing with your therapist on email, but I do think don't be afraid to have a hard discussion with your therapist. It's you can actually grow and learn a lot from it.
2: Okay, and I have some. This is a this is a a, a thing that I learned that has really uh, helped me in my life, um, and it applies to this situation. Applies to every relationship. And, oh my god, is this the Quants method? one could say this is this is part but this is very early quant's method like uh-huh. late 20s i learned this which it, it's like a way of thinking and it's this first of all you can't know why you, you don't really know why she didn't respond or you can't know why someone does or says something to you you can't know and so if there are two explanations for it and one is good and one is bad okay so one is she doesn't want to In this case, like she doesn't want to be my therapist anymore. Okay, that's the And she doesn't know how to tell me, so she's ghosting me. Yeah, she's just ghosting me. And the other explanation, which is reasonable, is like she lost my email. Okay, those are two. You're inclined to think the negative because I am. Okay, I'll just talk to myself. I'm inclined to believe the negative because I've been hurt so many times and my existential belief system is that people don't want to be my friend and whatever and whatever. So I'm inclined to – my heart believes the negative one, but I don't know. Think of it this way. If you believe the negative one, you are guaranteeing that the negative outcome is what you get because you're not allowing the, the positive one to be true. So, so in, you're going to get the negative outcome. But if you, be, if you decide that I'm at least going to be open to the idea, I'm going to behave as if the positive one is the correct interpretation then you are giving you yourself the possibility of the positive one being true. In a relationship, it's like I'll be I'll be like Allison for sure is
0: yeah like you don't really put the, you don't do no, this all I the do, time. I do though
2: because this is what allows me okay. to ask you. That's true, right? I mean, you'd agree, right? Like I'll be like I'll feel the nay. I'll feel like Allison is being whatever she's being. Selfish. She doesn't love. me Let's me just say she's being oh. selfish or she's not. She's not. Be, oh. She's not. No, hear me out. Or she's not, she doesn't love me anymore, right? And I'll go, this is what feels right to me. And I'm Mm. bummed, I'm depressed, I'm really, really sad. I go, I say to myself, okay, this feels true, but I know that there's, I don't know. And there is a reasonable explanation, or maybe I don't know what that is, but I always know there is always Mm. one. So I'm going to bring it up to you. I'm going to try to allow for the positive one to be true. And every time with us, the positive interpretation is what's true. And I give Allison the opportunity to to show, prove that to me by just saying, "Oh no, this is how." No, I was that's not what I was doing. I didn't I didn't realize X, Y, and Z, or I was thinking about this other thing, or whatever. There's a miscommunication, and you go, "Oh fuck!" And then all of a sudden, you find yourself in a reality where people do like you you know and so that's what i would say like it just try to you know just you might feel like you're being vulnerable you know mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes by the way sometimes the negative thing is true but it's about like how do you want to live a life where it's always the negative that outcome, right or do you want to live a life where like actually more times than not it's the positive one
0: I want to live a life where I have rich, lustrous hair color that I can do at home. You can't, right? Well, you might think that, but you'd be wrong. Because Madison Reed is here to take your hair color to the next level. You deserve gorgeous, professional hair color delivered to your door starting at $22. I sounded like Moira Rose. Dollars, dollars. (laughs) For decades, women have had two options for coloring their hair. Outdated at-home color or the time and expense of a traditional salon. Many Madison Reed clients comment on how their new hair color has improved their lives. Women love the result. Gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair. This is game-changing color you can do at home and look as if you just came from the salon. What makes Madison Reed color unique is that it's crafted by master colorists who blend nuances of light dark, cool, and warm tones to create over 55 gorgeous multi-dimensional shades. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com uh, and use code Allison. And Allison Rosen's your new best friend. Listeners get 10% off plus free shipping on their first color kit with code Allison. That's code Allison. Again, at madison-reed.com, madison-reed.com. I have ordered Root Boost, I took the quiz, so I found my perfect shade, 4C, Mm. Vernazza Dark Brown. Mm. Um, And I also ordered a gloss, and Daniel's going to help me with it.
2: I can't wait. Yeah. I'm opening a salon in our house. I know. I've cut my own hair. I'm going to do your hair. I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do to, I'm torn on whether I should touch Elliot's hair. Uh, And I
0: even gave you permission.
2: I know, but now it's like, I think I like the long bangs, so I don't want to cut.
0: It finally, it, it finally just got to a point, I think, where he can sort of like curtains push it to either side yeah, of his face. But
2: but the the problem is the back is so long and fluffy. It just has like this, it. This, this like, you, know, you, you like the, you like how long the hair is in the back?
0: Yes, but I can tell from your smell to fart, <laughs> smell to fart face <laughs> that that's not what you were looking that's for. That's the part I don't like.
2: But you know, hey, whatever. So
0: you want to leave it long in front, short and back? Shorter in back?
2: <laughs> well, just I would trim some length. I wouldn't cut it like totally short i'm not saying give him a short haircut
0: you're even talking like a hairstylist you i mean i I basically
2: am (laughs) Uh, i watched like two youtube videos i'm a pro um
0: i feel like we should and we should have done it sooner uh address a little bit of what's going on in the world i i like this to be here we are being all light and fluffy in the well we're we're talking about yeah we're talking about hard uh emotional love stuff too Mm -hmm. but um, it does feel weird even talking about anything outside of the protests that are happening everywhere and the rioting and the what the I cops like, are doing. And I, just I like to call
2: them uprisings.
0: Uprisings. That's a better word. Thank you. The uprisings. Um, so we did a Patreon live stream earlier. Patreon. And in between the live stream and this, I was looking at, Twitter and um which is where I was getting my news today but just to see all the stuff going on in LA like it's it's widespread it's everywhere Mm -hmm. um I do feel like I want to address it but I don't have exactly even know what to say except that like I see you I hear you I am so fucking sorry and um, I side with the uprisings.
2: Yeah. Um, it's really heartbreaking, but I feel totally unsurprised by what's happening, um, which is really depressing. But I will say this. I, I lived through the L.A. riots. Same. And I was at USC downtown. And I remember the feeling at that time just in the air. Now, I'm not just talking about, like, in the days before the riots. I'm talking about, like, months. There was a a tension and an anger. It was a powder keg. And it was just, like... I remember the day that that the riots began. I remember earlier that day thinking, like... You know, the verdict came down. And it was just, like, this place is going to blow. It just... It's going to blow. And I will say this. That is not the feeling now. This is different. So, like, any... I don't know where this is going to go. By the time this is released in two days, who knows, like the whole world could change. Right. Uh, people are angry, but I think people have evolved since then in a good way. I think that uh, generally there is not, I know that there's burning and stuff happening, but it's like, I don't think the feeling is just like, mm-hmm. let's just fucking destroy with no process. People understand, I think, what's happening mm-hmm. they understand the systemic things Oppression. that got us here right like why we're here and they know who the enemy is um and so i am mean, i'm slightly encouraged by that um
0: well the protest like it seems like the pan pacific park protest where there's thousands of people wearing masks and socially distanced is largely peaceful
2: Yeah, and like, honestly, it looks like what escalates is violence. You know, when, look. Right, it was fine until the... It's like, yeah, look, when cops come with riot gear, it's it's this thing of like, if you treat someone like they're an enemy, they'll be your enemy. Yeah. If you come at someone with violence, you will get violence. And so, you know, when they show up with their fucking armored vehicles and their riot shields and their rubber bullets, well, yeah, guess what? Shit's gonna escalate. But I would just say we can like move on because I know this is heavy shit. And it's like, I just want to, first of all, I want to say everybody be safe. Like we, we are, we stand with all the people out there who are suffering, who are struggling. We like, I'm only at a.
0: Who aren't getting justice. Like who are afraid of the cops.
2: I am. I I feel like impotent, but everybody does. But there are things we can do. I'm trying to learn about what I can do. We've got to we've got to make our society better, but the one thing that has gotten us here is that there was a there was a a virus that got into the fucking bloodstream of this society, and I think it was with Reagan. And I'm sorry if I'm going to piss people off, but you've got to fucking own it. We've got to realize that this is what happened, and it was this idea that we are not a society that everyone is in it for themselves, and that. If you have money, you protect yourself. You can take care of your family and your friends, but you're not responsible for other people. And that is fucking bullshit. We are a society. And if people are suffering on the other side of town, you're suffering. And if we don't start thinking like that, we are fucking done. Like, we can't just think of like, oh, this person's struggling, lock them up. We can't do that anymore. And I think we need, there's going to be a reckoning. Because people are suffering too fucking much. And, you know, when we go, oh, hey, everybody, we're going to lock down and 40 million of you are going to lose your jobs and we're not going to give you rent freezes and we're going to give you $1,200 maybe. (sighs) Well, you know what's going to fucking happen? The city's going to burn and it's not going to burn because people want chaos. It's going to burn because they have no other option. So we need to do this. And that's all I'm going to say. And uh, just love to you all, like love and solidarity forever.
0: Well, I am – I'm going to read – then we're going to move on. But I'm going to read a little something uh, from Martin Luther King Jr. And this was his – I believe it was his – it's called his Other America speech. Because people keep saying like – but dr king believed in peaceful protest da, 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 which he did they say that like as if right. he wouldn't
2: he absolutely understood
0: it's like when super conservative people and i'm i know i'm going to regret the things i said um that's just, uh, just how it goes these days no, i'm not going to regret them i'm going to get people uh taking issue with it but it's like when super not generous Almost Ayn Randian conservative people try to co opt Jesus, like, oh, well, Jesus would have been, you know, this way. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a co-opting of King right now. So anyway, here's what he said. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society, which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. But in the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. And it has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice equality and humanity and so in a real sense our nation's summers of riots are caused by our nation's winters of delay and as long as america postpones justice we stand in the position of having these recurrences of violence and riots over and over again so social justice and progress are the absolute guarantors of riot prevention
2: a 100%. Listen to uh Cornell West has has made some speeches recently. Just listen to these it, these speeches because they're it's the same. It's so right on.
0: Did I read that a little bit too fast?
2: B- people can seek it out if they if they want to rewind it. I
0: uh, I'm just wondering though because uh I feel like I was I was having like a flashback to back in the day of like practicing acting stuff with my dad and him being like you need to slow down. Not that I was acting, no, but I'm I just think- saying, like, it's, it's occurring to me that the speed at which I was saying that might not allow the things to sink in. I'm making this about – I'm making it about me. That's cool, right? Um, it, I just I want the understand. profundity of what I was saying. <laughs> Right, I want them to really it's get as what though, I would, honestly, it was. It's, it's,
2: as, it's as though it's your quote. It's, I mean, like, I <laughs> do mean,
0: you remember when I said.
2: You did say it, technically. I mean, p- a person could put that quote me next re- to a picture re- of you. I re- mean, <laughs> <laughs> and it would not and be. And then, a lie. like,
0: CC MLK. Yeah,
2: just in small Let me
0: remember no. what it was specifically that I said.
2: <laughs> no, definitely nobody do that. Nobody take a picture of Allison and put that quote. Next. <laughs>
0: Wait, but I forget. Oh yes, the specific. I wrote, this was my favorite quote of mine. A riot is the language of the unheard. Yeah. When it, I said that, did you get oh, chills? It,
2: and, and it's so. It's so. I'm so right. The, the thing
0: I. It's right, and it, and I'm. It's poetic of me to say yeah. it.
2: And also, by the way, Martin Luther King. Junior was a, a democratic socialist, so everyone likes to co-opt him for their own. Like, as though, everyone, this is what happens when someone dies? It's like you know, oh, they were they would have they would have agreed with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they can't uh, they can't say they wouldn't. Um,
0: Plane is going by, and I left the window open, which is ideal. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: anyway, um, stay safe, folks.
0: Would you like to hear a message? But the way I said "ideal" reminded me. So Elliot had. We have this cardboard food truck that he likes to play in, mm-hmm. and he pretends to be the. You know, he works the food truck, and then mm-hmm. you order, and so he'll order something, and then he'll go, "My service." <laughs> <laughs> I I think he's saying "at your service," but he goes "my service." I wonder where he got that. I think Grover and Gonger, the food truck on Sesame Street. Oh, okay.
2: Oh, sorry. He ahead. also says uh, he'll he'll you place your order. First of all, he'll go what what do you want, and yeah. then you and he say, gets
0: frustrated. He'll well, be like, order off the menu. He wants you to yeah, order off the menu. You to,
2: yeah, you can't just tell him. Yeah. Even though, folks, I've memorized the menu. <laughs> uh, he wants you to look at the menu, right. we're ordering, and then uh, once he's made the thing, he goes order up. <laughs> Like, where did he get that? (laughs) My (laughs) service. (laughs) Maybe he's binged episodes of Alice. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then I'll say, How much is it? And he'll be like, Two money. And then I give him one, two, and then he takes it and goes, I put it in my pocket. (laughs) He has like a special way he talks when he's working his face. He also has his doctor voice. He does have his doctor voice.
2: Yeah, it's funny. It's really incredible when you to interact with him and think like a year and a half ago, he was a baby.
0: Yeah. I know.
2: Like a full baby. Like you go from um, – humans are incredible. Like you go from full baby to like pretty sophisticated, re- relatively, understanding of things in a very short amount of time.
0: I was thinking about that, but then I was thinking – Is it that impressive? Because, like, a duck goes from an egg to a full grown duck in six weeks. Yeah, but ducks, they're much less to to process. (laughs) Like,
2: you know, I, yeah, I I think everything a duck needs to grasp (laughs) about the world for a duck is pretty gettable within a few months, weeks, maybe even hours.
0: I don't know. All right. I could be wrong. No, I think you're right.
3: Hey, Allison and Daniel, this is Emily from Baltimore Maryland, is calling. I wanted to give you an update on how my quarantining is going. So it started off okay. Um, I'm a tattooer, so we closed shop on March 16th, and I haven't worked or had an income since then. At first, I was being really creative and productive, and then... About a month in, I decided that it was time to end my four-year relationship. So, I have been going through a breakup in quarantine, which is really tough. I am sitting in my car right now because my now ex-boyfriend still lives with me. He's probably moving out any day now, but... It's, it's been tough. We're um, splitting up our pets, so um, saying goodbye to a dog and a cat, and also a life that we shared for a long time. And then on top of that, I don't have any distractions, and I don't know if I'd want any distractions. So um, that's it for me. I hope you guys are hanging in there. And um, I've really been enjoying your shows. So thank you for putting them out there. Bye. Hmm.
0: Emily, that's so rough.
2: Yeah. Uh, wow. Like the whole part where you're living together right. after a breakup is always tough. But then to be living together after a breakup, you're in quarantine. Yeah. That's intense
0: yeah but you know what kudos to you for coming to that realization or to both of you for coming to that realization and having the balls to do
2: it having the courage to do it when you did it like i can see a lot of people like at the beginning of this going this is done this relationship's over but i'm not going to break up till after this is over because right now would be too hard
0: right but then sometimes when you come to that realization it's hard to keep going
2: yeah oh man i um I would just say, like, you have so much to look forward to, though. You know, like, when, just try to focus on how, I don't know, how how much better your next relationship could be, uh, how much better you're going to become.
0: Uh, you know, it's interesting. She said she was a tattooer. Mm. I would have thought they were tattooists. I don't know Tattoo why. Tattoo artists. Yeah, but she said tattooer.
2: A tattooer.
0: I would have said tattooist. I wonder why
2: you, I wonder why you say tattooer. Is that... uh,
0: Not tattooist?
2: Or tattoo artist?
0: Oh, well, tattooer is probably another term for tattoo artist. Well,
2: it is, but I'm just saying, like, she chose to say that instead of the other. Is it like, uh, I don't want to be pretentious, or is Mm. it like... You know, I I basically just do Ninja Turtles and Bart Simpson tattoos, so you can't call me an artist. I don't
0: know. Emily, let us know.
2: Yeah, I love... By the way, I follow tattooers... On Insta, I, I dig the tattoo arts. So, I hope you can get back to work soon.
5: Hi, Allison and Daniel. This is Molly calling. And I had wanted to call and tell you how great my quarantine was going. But um, I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So, things have kind of taken a dark turn here in the last couple of days. I guess I'm not surprised. Because I think there's a lot of tension with quarantine, but it's sad and hard to watch my city tear apart and burn. I spent the day boarding up windows and trying to help friends as they were losing their businesses. So I guess it's kind of a dark note, but it's what's going on here. Other than that, my quarantine has basically been Daniel's dream come true because I live in Minneapolis. It's not hot here, I don't have a job, I don't have kids, I don't have any responsibilities, and it was kind of awesome because I just did whatever I wanted every single day. But now we're here to help support our community. But on the plus side, I don't have a job, so I can go help support my friends that need it right now. So I hope things turn around here soon, and I hope that you're staying safe and well. And thanks for keeping me entertained.
0: I really appreciate it. Bye. Molly, did you win the lottery? I know,
2: so lucky. Uh, love will get us through this. This. I know, just
0: gave you, you, you such a dirty look. I'm sorry. Know, it was, it was, was a it was a well, quizzical. You
2: generally, ge- generally, you're anti love.
0: No, it was like a what do you mean?
2: I mean, loving your neighbor, coming together mm. as a community. Yeah. What you're doing, going kindness. out and kindness, but express love in the sense of like loving your fellow man real love i love is one of those words that is just like it incorporates so many different things mm-hmm. but we because our language only has one word for it it's like goofy like it's it's just, because when you say love you think hearts and fucking valentine's right. day when like when it's like the it's why we fucking live it's like the reason we're here on earth is to love and we've turned it into this fucking embarrassing thing to say to even mention but when i say love i just mean like opening your hearts being generous and helping each other is is how we will heal this and minneapolis is it's a great fucking city it's it's heartbreaking to see it burn i love minneapolis uh, I'm not crazy about the weather generally there because like it can get really humid and re- fucking cold. But
0: humid in oh does it it's have like hot summers? So
2: humid, it gets so fucking humid in the summer. Huh. Uh, but uh, it's a great fucking city, and uh, you guys will rebuild. I like I lived literally in the middle of the fucking LA riots, and you know you rebuild and some in some ways you get stronger if you if you focus your energies right so hang in there and uh, just know that I'm jealous
0: now would this be an appropriate time to let them all know the ways in which you let me down this week fuck you're yeah, okay. yeah, fine so i Mm-hmm. Said to you, mm-hmm. if we're going to be doing mm-hmm. these podcasts frequently, I think people mm-hmm. like to hear about what happens in between the podcasts. Mm-hmm. So you know, as we go about the week, I take if if anything funny happens involving you, I make mm-hmm. a little note in my phone to mm-hmm. bring it up, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why don't you do the same for me? Mm-hmm. Just uh, keep you know, if any if I do anything that seems mm-hmm. like we should bring like funny or something good to talk about on the show,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it turns out i'm not interesting enough you're
2: not, you're not funny or not, to, to warrant a I, note in your phone i was notebook in hand pen at the ready <laughs> all week and
0: i did basically nothing.
2: this is what it says in my notes got up complained about being too tired went and took a nap <laughs> got back up told me to uh go get the groceries uh bitched about being too tired check twitter (laughs) um you know so i don't know how to weave that into a narrative sweetie
0: um for the record Mm.
1: because
0: i talked about my insomnia on here right and i think i described it Mm -hmm. as it's like an engine it's like in bed propelling me out of bed at night like i just can't Mm -hmm. um relax and i was overdue to have my thyroid panel done because mm-hmm. I am on thyroid meds, um, and I kept putting it off because I didn't want to be in a medical situation uh, during the pandemic, et cetera. And I felt like you know I can I can go a bit longer, but then my period. I told I talked about it. My period was very like weird in a way that it that it usually isn't weird for me, um, and I I was like, well, I know that that can be a sign um, of thyroid function. And also the insomnia. And then I'm like, I may as well get it tested. So I got it tested. And it turns out that I am over medicated right now in a way that could create insomnia. So we're yeah. dialing back. So it's not my fault. It still might be your fault nope. a little bit. Nope. Listen, Snoresley. The doctor said,
2: not my fault.
0: It's not 100% bad. Can
2: we tell them but I said the to him, unjust?
0: I said to him, "Could this have been causing my insomnia?" And he said, "This is the exactly the kind of thing that exactly could cause your insomnia. Exactly
2: the thing that caused your or insomnia. insomnia
0: is exactly the thing that could." There be from was this.
2: It, so this episode we've talked about injustice a little bit, we or at least indirectly. Well, I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna <laughs> I mean, talk really about directly.
2: Well, we didn't talk about the thing that's causing it all, but let's just talk about some real injustice here. All right, this is the kind of stuff that causes may may cause a riot. I mean, I think the doctor 's uh, authoritative word that it 's not my fault, your insomnia has he did not say that been like a bucket of water on the fires of uh, unrest, but here
0: wait will, what my insomnia has been a bucket of water on the fires of unrest
2: When I experience the injustice that I will tell the audience about it i can 't be responsible for what happens. Things might get overturned. <laughs>
0: you're talking about
2: cop cars i make turnover a cop car
0: i don't know what you're talking about i'll tell you okay so we're watching oh, there's right.
2: a show on hulu
0: the light fight
2: there's a show on hulu called devs that i've been meaning to watch been told it was really good but i i had
0: oh i, I, I see where you i don't just ahead
2: I this i stories. just
0: real this is like when you realize like how how your two year old is trying to outsmart Stop you, it. I just put it together where you're going with this. Okay. All right, here we go.
2: So, this is a show that I've heard was really good, but I purposely did not want to know anything about. Uh, I you know I I like the director writer director, so I was like, okay, this is something I'm going to like. So I somehow and it's
0: devs d e v s. No one ever understands.
2: So, uh, Allison agreed to watch the show with me, and and largely, you know, you think, oh. She, that's so generous of her. Trust me, folks. Every show we watch is her show. That's so not true. The smallest, don't.
0: That's not true. Who's watching normal people by herself right now?
2: Okay. So we watch an episode. How, how many episodes did we watch before one. the incident? One. One Just episode. the first one. And we have these lights that are on a dimmer in the living room. And in the evening... Well, really, at all times... They're smart Allison,
0: lights, so you can adjust the, co- the color temperature and Al- how bright they are.
2: Allison wants the lights at full brightness all the time like she's on the set of Friends. <laughs> okay? Like full, bright light, three-camera sitcom lighting.
0: That's it, how I'm most comfortable. Yeah,
2: but... It makes me feel safe. 10.30, 11 o'clock at night when you're settling in to watch a show, any show, I don't care if it's Shit's Creek or anything... Like, that kind of bright light, for me, it's, uh, it just, it's like, it's too much. It's like, and also, by the way, just in my defense, it causes a glare on the TV screen and on my glasses. So, it's like, I like to dim the lights a little bit. And so, miraculously, recently, she's been willing to let me dim the lights. So, I was like, okay, we're going to sell it. We're going to watch devs dim the lights.
0: Excuse me?
2: That's what happened?
0: There's... It's one thing to dim the lights, uh-huh. which, by the way, I'm just very sensitive to light, uh, to, to lack of light. Right. So I'll walk into the bedroom. You're like a
2: delicate orchid that needs <laughs> to be on the right side of the mountain.
0: But you're always, like, changing the color temperature to, like, Savannah sunset. I'm like, And I'm always saying, did you do something with the I lights? I do that
2: because you like it warmer.
0: Well, then I'm it's not Savannah sunset. It's, it's the northern lights. Well, to the you're always I'm... making it blue toned.
2: That. this people is not are, fun for anyone People are, are definitely on my side here. no
0: they're not listening because they don't like to hear us argue allow me can to say, I finish can i say something mm. <laughs> all right. you didn't dim them you you're like mind if i turn them off and you no, just I did not. it was complete pitch blackness no, it wasn't. yes it was no it wasn't. inky blackness
2: i think that maybe you need to have your eyes checked all right because there's no i only do that when you leave
0: when, the, you, when you go play video games on. in the complete darkness. No, if I'm watching...
2: If I'm, if I'm in the living room after, and you go to bed... It I'll was just, completely dark.
0: I think I allowed you to turn the lights all the way off. No, you didn't. But all right. anyway,
2: let's just say they were very dim. Uh, now, the show has a very, like... How would you describe the, the Creepy tone? and scary. It's a bit scary at first. It's creepy and scary. I think it gets less so. Yeah. Well, it's dark. Whatever. It's dark. And so you went to bed. And
0: foreboding. I learned days later upsetting and unnerving.
2: I learned days later that what happened during the night when I was sleeping peacefully was that you were not sleeping and the entire night filled with rage (sighs) that I would do such a thing to you (laughs) that I who you thought was your loving husband would would want for you to not have a, a good night's sleep by making you watch a show. A
0: scary show so in the scary, dark.
2: And make you watch it in the dark. <laughs> uh, who knows what dark thoughts crossed your mind that night. Um, this is not quite what happened. And full on rage though, right? Like, no. This is how you described it. So... <laughs> I find this out days later. Of course, you stop watching the show, which is fine. You know, I don't want you to watch things. There's plenty of things I want to watch I don't subject you to. Um, So just to be clear, the lights were down for other reasons, not to torture you. (laughs) Um, And yet, and yet the dark thoughts projected my way as though I intentionally had done this to you. And I just want to say, that uh, I forgive you.
0: I think what you're trying to say is, but it wasn't this thing that happened with me that caused me to be awake. It was my... Well, the doctor said that it wasn't my fault. No, here's what happened.
2: It wasn't devs in the dark.
0: You (laughs) You wanted... You asked if you could turn the lights down off. And I said, okay. And it got real like dark and moody and scary. And then the show was really Everyone scary. Everyone right
2: now is like, that's how I like to watch yeah. it
0: Yeah, the show was really mm-hmm. scary. So I had a lot of trouble sleeping that night and I felt very like scared and I felt unnerved and I felt that like- I, I just did not watched. know
2: it was going to be a scary show.
0: I, I'm not blaming you. I just was like, I can't fucking sleep. And I feel creeped out. And so then I went to the bathroom at like three in the morning and I sat, I sat on the toilet And I was like, felt very angry that you had turned the lights off when I don't like that. And then I caught myself. What? And I was like, you don't need to be angry about it. He didn't do it to you. He doesn't, you didn't Mm -hmm. say anything. Instead of feeling this rage, and I I did use that word? Instead of feeling this rage, how about next time just say to him, I would prefer we leave the lights on because it creeps me out when we turn them out. That is what happened. So
2: then a couple days later, I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I, I like go to. Go you said,
0: to, can we watch devs? And I said, no,
2: no, 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 no. I knew you didn't want to. No, we were. I was going to dim the lights a little bit. <sighs> and you were like,
0: can we not? <laughs>
2: can you... <laughs> I was like, "Uh, something you want to discuss? <laughs> Quarantine's going great, folks.
0: Uh, I think I said, can you not?
2: oh there was there was a lot of energy behind <laughs> that though I was like someone's real mad about the light sitch. <sighs> but we're we're good now.
0: It's all good now. The
2: doctor stepped in and let me off the hook.
0: Do you want to tell us about quabby
2: Oh folks okay I think we're we're on we're on track for a big our launch first launch next week. We've got um, Quabi is we've got everyone is working hard to get uh, content created.
0: Now, in case someone is listening this week but didn't hear last week, explain what Quabi is.
2: Quabi, folks, is the future of entertainment. <laughs> Quabi is how we will consume entertainment <laughs> in the future. Did I say that? Yeah. Uh,
0: and, well, you've uh, heard of Quibi. Well,
2: Quibi, yeah, I guess you've probably heard of Quibi. Quibi, which stands for Quick Bytes. Uh, no one cares about it. Quabi, on the other hand, <laughs> Quants Bites, people will care about. I'm very excited about it. Uh, I was dismayed to learn that Quabi.com directs to Quibi.com. <laughs> and I look forward to the day when Quibi directs to <laughs> Quabi. So, Why? yes.
0: Wh- what's the thinking behind the Quabi to Quibi? Is it that like someone just could type it wrong?
2: Yeah. And so that you get it wrong and it goes, still goes there. It's like you motherfucker.
0: Mm. Mm. So
2: yeah, one day Katzenberg Quibi will direct to Quabi. Uh, yeah. So um, probably next week, look for it in Insta stories. Cause that's, where we live. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Would you like to hear another message? Love to. So I don't screen them, but they're on Google voice so I can read a little bit. I think this one, this one is, uh, is dark or is Ooh.
1: intense. E. Okay. Hi, Allison. My name is John. I saw your appearance on the Joe Rogan show quite some time ago and I really enjoyed it. Um, it was enriching and entertaining seemed to have a really well-balanced exchange, um, and I enjoyed a lot of the things that you had to say. Um, So I started following you on Instagram, and I saw your post about calling in. I kind of wanted to, but I didn't really know what to say, um, because I have so much to say, really. I'm not doing well at all. Um, It feels kind of strange to say it out loud to someone I'm not, like, actually connected with, but I don't really have anyone else to talk about it for various reasons um the truth is i'm not like a lot of people going through this crisis because it seems like most people had a life going on and some ground under their feet and relationships that were working to one degree or another and then it crisis strikes and then it's not and it kind of sets the bomb off in the middle of your life and that's terrible for me my life wasn't going well to begin with um, I've just never had any ground under my feet. I'm running on a road and even the meager amount of social relationships I have kind of fallen by the wayside and dissolved and it's, it's a lonely time. It's a very desperate time. And to be honest with you, I think about my life being over every day, you know, and I, I, philosophically, I prefer that at this point cause it's just gotten unbearable. But I don't really have the courage to affect that end myself either. Um, and the few people who care about me and involved in my life are probably glad about that. But from my side, it's, well, in a weird way, it actually kind of makes things worse, from stuck. And, um, well, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'll leave it there. I mean, that's an awful lot to dump onto somebody you're not connected with, but I, I really appreciate you you doing this and, and any degree of connection helps. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels that way. Even just being able to say this stuff out loud for a few minutes at least provides a little bit of relief um, and the small things are big things. So thank you very much, Allison. And I hope that you and your family are doing well. Um,
0: Bye. John, thank you. Well, I'm not sure he's going to hear this because I'm not sure that he listens to the show. Um, but regardless, but maybe he will listen. Well, or maybe I he doesn't listen. should assume he does. Well, you know what? That part is not important. John, thank you for calling in. Thank you for your honesty. Um, I think it takes courage to speak honestly and openly about what you're feeling. I think people will relate to what you're saying. I know that at different times in my life, I have felt that way. Mm. Um, It's a hard, hard time right now. And especially if you were prone to depression or feeling uncertain, feeling like dissatisfied, a little bit empty, Lonely before this just ignites all of that, and what I'm hearing is depression. Um, and I'm wondering, are you in therapy at all, and are you open to it? Because I think that that would help a man. And I say this as someone who believes in therapy, is in therapy. Um, I would love for you to talk to someone, and I'm gonna just, I'm gonna give this you a number. It's not of a therapist; it's of the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Um, just in case, just, just, just write it down and have it, um, because I don't want you to go anywhere. Uh, and and I hear what you're saying that you, um, you don't, you feel like you don't have what you refer to as the courage to do it. Although, hey, I think it takes courage to stick around. Um, but please, please stick around. You've made it personal now, so I demand that you stick around. But here is that number. 1-800-273-8255. And it's one eight hundred two seven three 273 talk I pronounced the L. That felt weird. I'm just you don't want do to it miss in- the L. No, you don't want it to be like T-A-K. He might go
2: T-A-K-K. That gets me to... You know, uh, the talk radio. T- yeah. one eight
0: hundred two seven three eight two five five. 273 8255 It will not always feel like this. Things can change so fast. But I know that when you are in the depths of this feeling, it seems like it is going to always feel like this.
2: I mean, it's hard to give any kind of specific advice to you, John, because all we know of you is what you just told us. Yeah. I can tell you that I have been in very dark places in my life, and I know lots of people who have. Um, Just listening to your voice, you sound like a good person. Like you you sound, you you know. But that's not a whole lot to go on. I will just say this: Go if you're not seeing a therapist. I don't care if you're not open to seeing a therapist. (laughs) I'm not giving you the option. Get a fucking therapist, John. Like do like. Just do it. Like say, say to yourself, like, "This ain't gonna work," but fuck it. What, what? Di-? Because I'm telling you, for me personally, huge difference. And one of the big things was this feeling. Now I don't know. Again, don't know the circumstances. Don't know all the forces at work in your life. But I can tell you that that feeling of not being able to get out from underneath it, this uh, everything is just like you wake up and there's just this giant heavy rubber tarp that is just weighing you down. That's treatable. Uh, life, your life, it's big and it's beautiful and it's full of love and possibility. And if you can't see that and you can't feel that, then you need to get help. Okay. And it's like one of the fucking most insidious Things about depression is that it makes you feel like your dark feelings are true in their deepest, like in in the truest sense of like, uh, you, like th- that they're real, right? They're and they're not. It's it's like it's a it's a it's a, it's just like a lie that. You can't help but believe.
0: Well, it's like when you have a cold, it makes you sneeze. When you have depression, it makes you believe certain things. Like, like
2: It's hard to imagine when you're depressed. It's hard to imagine anything else. I remember going to my therapist and just saying, "Like, give me one fucking reason to fight for anything.
0: By the way, already married to me at this point. Yeah. I'm like... Did we
2: already have he a He showed kid? me a picture no. of you. I'm like, try again, Doc. <laughs> try again, Doc. I fucking... I nixed that one. That was the first thing I thought. Are you kidding me?
3: <laughs> what else I'm you like, got?
2: Yeah, what else you got? <laughs> I was like, listen to him. I'm like, wife, not... Uh, dog. We had a dog. Dog, the... dog, not gonna do it. Like, nothing nothing felt... And, you know, and then he was like, well, I think you have, you know, this. And, you know, I went... and. Got went on some very mild medication. Boom! It was like, oh fuck yeah! Like clouds parted. I can see the possibilities. Sure, my life was shit, <laughs> but at least I could see how it could not be. You start to feel again. Mm-hmm. Like, and and look, that may not be what's going on with John. Maybe there's right. other there's other things, and that that's the other thing I'll say. So let's say it's it's actually like I don't know you know, uh, relationships or job circumstances of your life have gotten you to a place where you're feeling like hopeless and trapped. I'll tell you this. A lot of people are feeling that right now. A lot of people. You are not alone. People have lost their jobs and the job market is shit. People can't connect. We are social animals. You have to remember we are social animals fucking creatures that are programmed to not thrive if we're not able to connect.
0: That's why with negative each other. tweets are so scary because like biologically you, we are programmed to be yeah to be liked and to be around other people. You need
2: to understand that connecting with other human beings is as essential to thriving as food, water and sleep. Okay? And so if something's holding you up, if you have bad relationships, if uh, try to see that as circumstantial and not a permanent way of being. You might be programmed because of early childhood. Maybe you whatever. live around
0: assholes. Well,
2: or you might like for me, it was learning that I made assumptions as a as a yeah. very, very young child that formula formed the way that I interpreted things that was that was self defeating. Okay? So, John, your life is a novel and and you're going to turn the the page and there's going to be a new chapter and you need to get to a place where you can be excited about the question of what's next. What is next? This is a page turner, your life, right? And you go like, I don't know what the next chapter is going to be, but it's not going to be what it was. It's going to be something new. That's where you need to get to. You need to go to therapy Mm
0: -hmm. and And, call back and let us know that you made an appointment
2: and we don't know you, but we love you. There's love out there for you. I promise you, I promise you got to be open to it and maybe you can't be. And that's why you need the therapy. I think, I don't know. I just heard a voicemail.
0: (laughs) I know. (laughs) No, I, I feel like we got this right. I hope look, we're not professional. Uh, yeah, I am
2: not a professional.
0: Y- it seemed but like
2: maybe I should be. It see
0: when I said when I said look we're not professionals. It seemed like that was the first half of a sentence that was going to end in like a more positive way. Like <laughs> look we're not professionals, but but instead it was just look we're not professionals. So don't sue us. <laughs> exactly. Um three two three well, okay, I have to admit but I decided late I decided I'm too back and forth and hedgy lately, hmm. and that I need to just be more linear in my presentation of myself on a podcast. So therefore I'm not going along with that right now. However, I am sitting here being like was that presumptuous of me? I'm sorry, I'm distra are you okay? I'm listening, no. Your eyes seem a little watery. And oh, I don't for fuck's sake. <laughs> Are you getting emotional? Why? Why would you point that out? Because I like shows of emotion. And if you're feeling emotional, because I think it's it's wonderful that you are such a sweet person.
2: Okay, folks, my eyes are as dry as a tomb right now. She's making stuff up to to make you think I'm not hard as nails, (laughs) that I'm not like one of those rugged individual tough guy types. I don't get emotional about anything. Don't believe the lies is what I'm saying. My eyes dry.
0: I think it's wonderful that you're moved.
2: I want people to feel love and be loved and to love. I want people out there to have an open heart and not be cynical and not that if, if, if everyone did that, think of, think of the world we would live in. It sounds cheesy. We've made it cheesy. We've allowed this stuff to get cheesy. That's a fucking crime. That's, that we've allowed that to happen. Are
0: you kidding me? I feel the way I said, are you okay? Was a little, it sounded unkind and I didn't mean for it to.
2: Okay. But you were taught, you were saying yeah.
0: something. Oh yeah. I feel like, did I take liberties with us assuming that he is dealing with depression? Because I just like used that label. But I think it's pretty clear if someone is feeling that unhappy, that is depression.
2: I mean, and, and I think we acknowledge that could be circumstantial depression. I mean, I think he was saying that he was...
0: I don't think he used the word depressed. No, he did. No, he didn't. So I don't know. Anyway, John, don't go anywhere. Don't you go anywhere, John.
2: I mean, at the very least, you got to keep listening to this show.
0: Or start. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Daniel, Mm. I think it might be time for some iTunes comments of the week.
2: Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them, yes she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click
0: five stars. Thank you guys so much for your very nice Apple Podcasts, which is what they call it now, but I still call it iTunes because I'm old school. Your very nice iTunes comments, they help out the show so much. If you have not left a review, even if you have, leave another one. Smash those five stars. Do I sound like a young person? Not to me. <laughs> Five stars. Rate, review, tell right, your review, friends,
2: subscribe, smash, smash, smash it all, especially the subscribe button and and <laughs> tingle the bell, the alert bell. Oh yeah, Isn't there an alert bell, Dingle it.
0: <laughs> Here we go.
2: Top one. Both of them. Okay, great intro this week. Are you just doing this to make me feel good? No. Uh, by Baby Blues Blind. Remember when Daniel didn't even want to be on the podcast? <laughs> that's the whole comment. I do. I do. Also, thank you. Uh, yeah, the intros, whew, that's, a, that's a fun thing that I, I got myself into.
0: <laughs> yeah, Daniel writes them every week.
2: Yeah, and it's just like, every there's always a new week. <laughs> it's like, just when you think there's no more weeks, <laughs> another one's right on you. <laughs> Uh, here's another one A-R-I-Y-N-B-F Is My Happy Place By Reverend Snowball
0: The Reverend Snowball Thanks, Reverend.
2: Like many others I'm a fan of Allison's From her work As former news girl On another podcast The Thursday show Is my favorite And while my favorite Lineup With uh, Will always be Daniel Gregg And the Kim Joneses I love the current Iteration of the Thursday gang And being introduced To people like Renee Dave Wendy Jordan Allie Jackie, Joe, and whoever else may be slipping my mind, love your old next best friend.
0: Thank you. Yeah. See how much I love these comments. I love them. I love them. I love them. Smash the dongle. Dingle the stars. Dingle the dongle. <laughs> smash
2: the the smashable.
0: Yes. Um, Patreon. I'm on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash what? Hell yeah, you are. Fuck yeah, I am. Fuck
2: yeah, <laughs> dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> patreon.com slash allison rosen uh videos of the podcast the thursday show so some excited Monday about shows. the
2: videos the videos pretty are fun. my new favorite thing that's right just getting those getting those rolling
0: and then the childish videos are up on youtube and they are fully tricked out yeah. they've got we've got thumbnails that daniel has been making i fucking like an
2: animated the end card and <laughs> that thing is like that thing is <laughs> popping it's got the whole internet talking Everyone's right. like, man, have you seen the childish end, end card card? It's got animation like a little arrow thing that goes bleep,
0: bleep, bleep. Yeah, I know. It goes it really fast too. Yeah. But I think you gave me a slow version too.
2: Yeah, I gave you options. Yeah.
0: And then in one, the ish from childish is on the same line as child. Fuck out of here. Yeah. How did you do that? You did it. I did. In fact, I was gonna in fact, I was gonna ask you if you could make a few more.
2: It, well, sure. <laughs>
0: <God damn it. laughs> yeah, we have bob saget this week on childish he'll he's, he's gonna be on childish
2: he's hilarious he's great uh that's awesome
0: i've been doing this thing where i end the show before i end the show and i think i need to stop it's, your it's the opposite you know no no my thing is i say i'm gonna end it and then i keep going this is a new thing where i just coast into absolute nothing but like i'm still on mic
2: Well, it's it's like an encore. It's like you end it, and then you come back for more.
0: No, but this is like an encore where I end it, and then I come back to say, okay, for real, ending it.
2: It's like a concert (laughs) where everyone really wants to leave, but you don't exit the stage.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know that I'd bring everyone into it. It's more like the performer. Yes. Everyone. Won't leave the stage. (laughs) But I think everyone wants an encore. But, Except
2: at this show, <laughs> I'm saying this is one of those shows where people, yeah, that was about right.
0: <laughs> in the perfect length.
2: Yep. Don't need an
0: encore. And then it's like, oh, she's still here, but she's not doing anything. She's yeah. just. And so, is it cool if we go? It's
2: like if the band stopped playing their final song and then just stood there and was like.
0: It's like on the live stream, which we I got mentioned. Any we did a live stream earlier for Patreon. It's like on the live stream where people in the chat room are like, "Well, this has been great, but I got to go," and I'm like.
2: No, stick around. There's <laughs> like, one person left who feels bad exiting because they're the last one. Yeah. Um, Listen, yeah.
0: Patreon is, is the encore. If you want it good Patreon, Ooh. Patreon. I like that. I'm also on Cameo. And you guys, I've been putting on a lot of makeup lately. And I don't mean a lot of makeup, I mean, I've been putting on makeup a lot lately but it came out the other way. I don't know. But all I'm saying is I I have makeup on, so I'm ready to do a cameo for you should you need it.
2: Yeah. What she's saying is if you if you go and get a cameo, you're not going to get sloppy Allison. You're going to get,
0: get sloppy Allison with makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the clothes are sloppy, but the face is snatch. <laughs> Gloppy? Yeah, it's got Life makeup fa- glopped on it. Yeah, I guess it does. All right, well, Listen. Follow me on twitter and instagram at allison rosen follow the show's twitter feed at a r i y n b f and uh did i already say the name? if you want to call us three two three five five three two three three one every allison rosen dot com for all your other needs daniel
2: uh at daniel quants twitter and instagram uh i am uh yeah i'm just i'm a i'm a great follow people are talking about it it's uh it's I
0: thought they are talking about... Um, hmm?
2: Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> the other thing. What, are they, what else are they you talking gotta, about? Oh, your listen, end come cards. Over
2: to, come over to Insta for the big debut of Quibi, uh and uh, you know, witness the future in real time. That's what I like to say.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye.
5: Hey, do you know
2: about the Rose Rosen show?